Good morning. How is everybody today? I mean business now, yeah. It's getting serious in here. <laughs> wow, it's been a great day already. Just, uh, I, I love, how many just love the presence of God? And it's like, that's why, that's the main reason we're here. Is that's the main thing, right? Um, his presence, experiencing him in worship and just love that. We're going to start Windows normally today. <laughs> it might be the only thing that's normal today, but <laughs> wow, wow. Wow. Well, we've been in this series, thriving the Thriving Life series, for five weeks now. This is our fifth week, and um, I think that Helen said that we have recorded all the messages, and, and I think that's not quite true. We recorded all of them, but the first one, um, because we hadn't quite got up together to do that by the first message, but the rest of them have been recorded, and those will be available soon. Um, and, and actually, it's, it's cool that we didn't record the first one, because I plan on preaching that one over and over and over in different ways. I'm just teasing. But um, um, we're in week five here. We've, uh, we've heard from... Angie and Helen and Nikki. Uh, how, Nikki did a great job last week. She's not in here to, yeah, she's not in here to celebrate. She's back with the kids, and uh, but she did a great job talking about thriving in transition. Really, really felt like she set up for me really well for today. So today's going to be a, a fun, a fun day created to thrive. I do have kind of today's going to be kind of split into two parts. Really, I'm going to be giving you a short message. Uh, but then, uh, and that's called Created to Thrive. And then we're going to talk about um, some plans and vision for our future. Where is God taking us? What's happening here with our church? So we're going to be talking about that here as we move through. So Created to Thrive. Um, all right, we're going to jump in. The, uh, if we're going to talk about being created to thrive, I thought we should go back to creation. We're going to talk about Genesis. This is Genesis 1, verse 28. It says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Thriving is in our DNA. Um, when, when God uh, blessed man and he said, be fruitful and multiply, how many understand that when God speaks those kinds of things into existence, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't do that without also at the same time releasing the power into us to accomplish that. So when he says, be fruitful, he puts in us the capacity to be fruitful at the same time. That's powerful. So that's how Thrive got into our DNA. That's how thriving in life, that's how uh, being able to be fruitful and to, to experience fullness of life, that's how it got into us, was God spoke it into existence at creation. God's first words. How many know this, this, that verse I just read were the first words, at least the first recorded words that God spoke to man? 
It was the most important thing in his heart as he's looking at his creation. He sees man and he says, he wants to bless them. And he says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, overcome. In the, in the, in the message version, it says, prosper, reproduce, expand. Not that part. That's just me. <laughs> it says some good things in, in the message version too. But these were his first words to us as, as mankind. He said to prosper, to overcome, rule, have dominion. Now, this is another thought that I had as I was reading that verse. That, that command to prosper. I mean, God, how many recognize that God could have made us already a finished product? He could have like said, you are prosperous. You are fruitful, right? He could have made Adam immensely wealthy and capable of sustaining all of humankind in wealth from the very beginning. But he didn't do it that way. He actually speaks to us and says, I'm making you powerful to prosper. I want you to prosper. It's a process. It puts us in this process. Actually, thriving is not about being prosperous or being fruitful. It's about the process that we're in to always be that. It's a process. It's a thing that's always happening. We're always overcoming. We're always moving forward. We're always have experiencing increase. We're always experiencing a thriving life as we move forward in life. Thriving is not arriving. It's not like this shelf that's up there somewhere in, in our life. So, you know, if I can just get to there, I'll be thriving. We have the capability and the capacity to thrive throughout our experience in life. I, I'm here to tell you, you're going to experience all kinds of ups and downs. Everyone here knows that. That's not surprising. We experience ups and downs in life. But what we have the ability to do in Christ is to thrive throughout all of that process. Amen? That's really good news. How many recognize that as, as human beings, when we, when we reach one goal, immediately we start reaching for the next. We start imagining what, what could be next. As we move forward, it's not a static thing. That's why thriving is not that one shelf that we arrive to. It, when we move forward, we actually begin to dream about what else might be possible. We break through the barrier of, barrier of impossibility and immediately begin dreaming about what else is impossible that I, that I can overcome. That's just in the nature of man. It's in us to believe in the impossible. That's why there are inventors and people who, who are always innovating and creating new things because they, they know that what currently is impossible is, is supposed to become possible. Thriving is a moving target. It's not that shelf, like I've been saying. It's not that one place that we arrive. My son, Justice, talks about living your life at a 10 in every area. And I love it when he talks about that. It's so inspiring. Because I, I do, I want to have my life be at a 10 in every area. But how many understand that as soon as you get your life to like a higher level in one area, you start dreaming about, oh, I could have a higher, I could have a higher level. 10 actually moves. 
What you expect out of life actually changes as you move through life. And as we step into impossibility, like I said, we keep moving and reaching for more. We're made for increase and innovation. What was considered extraordinary yesterday is considered status quo today, and it's inadequate for tomorrow. That's, that's actually very much the human experience. I mean, you can see it in, in every part of life. You can see it in technology easily. It's like, you know, if I were to break out my computer from, uh, you know, my first one that I had, it might have been the best of the best at the time, but it wouldn't even have, uh, it wouldn't even have a tenth of the capacity of what I carry around in my phone right now. I mean... I mean, we never stop reaching for what currently is impossible. That's why as we move forward, things become inadequate. So that's actually how our relationship with God works too. Do you know that? Your connection with God that you like, I had this one experience. It was so amazing. God just showed up and, and it was awesome. If you live off of the experience of yesterday, it becomes stale and unacceptable. We have to have a fresh, thriving, moving relationship with God. Amen? All right. Romans 8, verse 19, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Creation is expectant of the process of the revelation of the sons and daughters of God, his children. This scripture says a lot. Creation isn't groaning for more churches or more Christians. <laughs> I don't know if you're, you're catching my wavelength here, but we, we can, I mean, we want to see some of this happen. You know, creation isn't groaning for this, though. What creation is groaning for is the manifestation of sons and daughters. It's possible to, to have a church and to be in a church and be a Christian and not actually manifest the glory of our Father. And that's part of what this scripture is talking about. Um, when, when, when sons and daughters of God begin to arrive on the scene and become who they've been called to be, they actually begin to manifest the characteristics of the Father. That's why Jesus, when he was here, he said this. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, my life... If you've watched me live, if you've walked with me and seen what I do, you've actually seen the Father. Because we manifest his likeness as we become the fullness of identity that he's made us to be. We, that word manifestation is in some of the translations uh, in this scripture. And it's, I mean, just imagine something that was invisible becoming visible. That's what that word means. When sons and daughters manifest as sons and daughters, when we actually become visible, when we step into our true identity and we thrive with the fullness of God, that's what creation is groaning for. That's what this earth is longing for. John 10, 10. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I came that they may have and enjoy life. Fullness of life. 
That was why Jesus came. It's not the only reason. There's lots of scriptures that Jesus says, I've come for this. But this is a huge part of what Jesus came to, to establish. I came that you may have and enjoy life. Fullness of life. What does it look like? I'm convinced that 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 uh, the greatest revival and, and move of God in all of the earth that we have, will have ever seen is about to take place in our earth, in this world. And it's going to come as the church, as believers, step into fullness of identity. We might see revival as, you know, a massive move of, of people getting saved. We might see revival as a, a, a massive uh, release of the supernatural healings and miracles that are happening. And uh, we might see revival as all kinds of different things. And I'm, I'm all in it for all of those things. I think all of those things are going to be a part of what we experience with the move of God that, that is being released upon the earth. But I believe that it's supposed to actually affect every area of our life. It's not supposed to be what well, we experience great church services or we experience uh, the supernatural being released. We experience uh, healing and we experience people getting saved. It's all of those things, but it's about fullness of life. It's about the, the, the people of God reflecting the full nature of God. We're manifesting as sons and daughters and carrying the fullness of who he is in the earth. All right. Christus or Christus Victor. This is a theological concept. I've been learning a little bit about it. What this concept basically is, is that in the very beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and he made man in his own image, and he put him in the garden, he, he spoke those, the, the words, the scripture that I read earlier, over man, and he gave man dominion over all the earth. So dominion started in the garden with man. Actually, if you want to start just before that, obviously God had it. If you want to kind of figure that part out, God had it. He gave it to man in the garden. And we know the story doesn't last long there because Adam and Eve fall. They sin. And that dominion was given over to the, to the enemy. And then through, through Christ coming, he dies on the cross, he restores, not only did he, he triumphed over all things, he triumphed over sin, darkness, the grave, but no, he, he doesn't just do that, he actually does that and he gives it back to man. In Christ now, we have that same dominion and actually a greater dominion than Adam was given in the garden. That's, that's, that's basically the theological concept of, of Christus or Christus Victor. Jesus didn't die so that we could get into heaven. He died to get heaven into us. That's a huge concept if you can just get the difference. It's like we, we taught, he died so we could be saved and we could go to heaven. That's awesome. That's true. I'm not denying that idea. But what I'm saying is that is a whole lot bigger than that. He died so that his glory would become resident once again in men and men would rule and reign in the earth and display the glory and the likeness of the Father in the earth. That was what it was about. His design is for us to carry his fullness. 
That's what it looks like. That's the scripture. I came that you may have life, have it to the full, abundantly, overflowing, rich, full life. In every area of your life, experiencing breakthrough and experiencing growth and experiencing expansion and increase. That's what he wants our whole lives to reflect. All right. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. <laughs> With all of the things that we've talked about throughout the series that we've been in and, and, and the message even that I started with this morning, God has been birthing that in us, in me, for many, many months. He's actually been doing what he's doing for a long time. He's been preparing us. He's been preparing our city. He's been preparing me personally in some very specific things that we'll talk some about. But he's doing a new thing. I want to talk about some of the transition that we're about to step into as a church. Um, some specific references here. We had a prophetic word given to us four years ago, a little bit over four years ago. Um, it was spoken to us that Angie and I, we have 11 children, for those of you who may not know that. Um, uh, we have 11 wonderful, amazing, incredible children. But the, the word of the Lord came to us and said, your 12th child will be the church. And uh, that's been a something that we've carried and believed that God was doing that um, and even more recently began to understand what that means and what that is going to look like for us. Um, particularly, um, that word when we received it wasn't given to me. It was given to Angie. <laughs> and, um, so that's going to play into some things that are happening and that are going on because God was speaking about who Angie is even in, in this transition that we're experiencing. We'll get there more. But I had a dream. This is September of last year, uh, 2016. Um, I'm not going to go into the, the details. All of this, by the way, if you're interested in knowing more about our journey and how did we get here, if this kind of stirs up questions for you, um, I invite you. We'd love to tell you more of the story. I don't have time to tell you the whole story this morning. So uh, it's a great story. I'm telling you, there are amazing, in, in, incredible encounters with God and in, incredible things that have happened that have led us to this place where we're at. Um, but I don't have time to tell you about all of it today. So if you want to know more, I'm absolutely ready to do that. So please ask me or ask uh, anyone on our team, and we'd love to share with you about our process. But the Lord uh, gave me a dream, um, and in this dream, I was holding the church um, which was in the shape of a time capsule and um, a lot more to that. But he speaks to me in this dream and he says, take it and plant it like a seed in the ground. And I began to process that dream for, for many, many months. But, but um, this dream has played into a lot, into the direction of where we're going. So um, it actually helped me to create what we now know as the seed team. Um, when I first started 
um, when we first started the seed team, that was in January of this year, uh, it was in response to this dream because I was believing that God was going to show us how to plant something. Actually, when we started the team, I called it the launch team, but some of our team members said, you know, that's not really what it's supposed to be called. We're, sp we're supposed to be the seed team. And um, there's been so many prophetic pictures that have come to us that have to do with the seed uh, that it, it's just profound. It's an, it's, it's an amazing thing. But the seed team formed in, in January of this year, and we began to, to, to realize that God was helping us to, to bring some transition and some change in the church. And uh, so we began to process and do a lot of different things to get to get to where we are today. So um, some of the things that have happened is God began to speak to us, even some prophetic things that came, uh, people that didn't know our, our story, didn't know where we're at, and they began to speak over over us, over me, over Angie, um, and and commissioning us, really calling to us to, to take our position as mother and father in the church. Now, I've, I've been in this church for 24 years now, and I've, I've had a lot of amazing mothers and fathers in my life. Some of them are here this morning. And so when, when, when I would hear words about the mothers and fathers of our house, I never thought of me. I never thought of Angie and I. I thought of our amazing mothers and fathers. Uh, and, and I still, I, I hold them completely in high esteem and I'm so honored to, to be a son of the vision of God's heart here in this church. But God began to speak to Angie and I about positioning us as a mother and a father in this house. All right, so these are just, this is just some very general things that God has been speaking. Um, that have led us to where we're at. So here is sort of where we are going, where we are going, the vision. We are going to replant this church. That's definitely what God put in our heart. And um, we, we didn't know exactly even what that was going to mean or what it was going to look like, but God has been kind of uncovering that as we've, as we've been moving forward. So we're repl replanting the church. There's going to be a new core leadership team for the church plant. We have some of those leaders already stepping into position, and we're, we're, we're looking for the rest of the team. So um, that's something God's doing right now. John and Angie, that's myself and my wife. We're going to be... <laughs> it's hard to refer to myself like that. <laughs> that felt really, really, really weird. Sorry about that. Uh, Angie and I are going to be co-lead pastors of this new church plant. We intend to sell this current facility that we're in and find a new location with a fresh start, a new look, and a new feel. Uh, we just have been feeling like God wanted to breathe a new, uh, a new expression of, of, of who we are into, into us. And so part of that is going to include a new location. So um, just some really basic things. The building is already for sale. Um, if you, some of you might have noticed that. I don't know. I kind of hoped that you wouldn't, but it's been for sale. It's been showing a few times already. But um, we intend to sell and to find a new location. 
and then we're going to be changing the church name to reflect the new direction. So those are, this is the vision of what we're going to be doing. This is what's going to be happening uh, here with our church. So, all right. Um, one of the things that the seed team began to do or, uh, way back to the early times of, of when we were together is we began to put together a new blueprint. Like, where are we headed? Kind of, what is the what is the vision? What is it? How do we spell that out? And, and we have a really solid blueprint for where we're heading. And so I'm going to start by showing you our mission and our vision. Our mission statement is expanding God's kingdom by igniting transformation through vibrant growth individually and globally. This is really something that God has begun to sow into my heart really for the last uh, year about uh, he's been speaking to me about some things that have to do with, uh, with helping people grow, helping people find the experience of a fully alive life that we can live a thriving life. That's why we've had this series. The series that I preached not long before this one was about reigning in life. God has begun to put into my heart the, the, the pieces to help people experience God in a way that causes them to thrive in life, that causes them to be fully alive, growing, transforming, vibrant growth. Our vision statement to create environments that empower people to discover their identity and purpose through encounters with God's presence and nature surrounded by a healthy community as we demonstrate the gospel of Jesus to our neighbors, our city, and our world in supernatural and practical ways. Some really good stuff there. I could probably spend the rest of the day right here on this page, but I can't do that. I've got lots more to talk about. But um, I believe, just like my message in the, in the beginning was talking about, I believe that when, when the church begins to fully express the nature and, and the goodness of God, we are demonstrating Him to our world. We're showing them what our good Father is like. I mean, He is so good. He is so amazing. And we do that in, in, in supernatural ways and very practical ways. Marriages being alive. Relationships being alive. And thriving in life. I and mean, that's, we, we demonstrate to the world the goodness of God. It's awesome. All right, growth process. Uh, we have developed a growth process. And um, what this looks like, I'm gonna talk, give you a word. It's, it's uh, giving, we wanna give people uh, the opportunity to have what we're calling a red dot experience. Now, um, what that is, a red dot experience, uh, this is the best way to describe it that I've found. It's, it's when you walk into the mall and you're looking for Nordstrom, of course, right? <laughs> Deal. <laughs> you're looking for somewhere in the mall and so you walk up to the map and you're like, okay, where is the store I'm looking for? Where is Nordstrom? And you see, oh, there it is on the map. There is Nordstrom, right? But that doesn't help you until you see the little arrow and the red dot that says, you are here, right? That's a red dot experience. When you recognize where you are, 
you can you know where you need to go to get where you want to go so we want to build into our process and into our church the the opportunity for people to have that red dot experience so here's what it's, here's what it's going to look like all right it's a four step or a four stage process um it starts with encounter um we want people to encounter God's presence, God's grace, God's power uh, in worship, in prayer, and in the word. Uh, actually, I believe encounter is way bigger than those words can describe. But when uh, every time we come into contact with one another, every time we come into contact with God's presence, every time we open the word of God, every time we gather together as, as God's people, we ought to be having an encounter with God that changes us, that shapes us, that moves us forward in life. So that first step is, is encounter. The next step is discover. Discover your identity, your calling, your purpose by being connected to God, by being planted in community, by being equipped for activation. Amen. That's what discover is. Third, this third step in the process is growing. Grow. Be transformed. Be empowered. Be connected by serving by giving and by leading. These things cause us to grow. Lastly, we have uh, go. Make a difference, make earth like heaven, and make God obvious in our family, in our city, and in our world. So uh, kind of our, our picture is that uh, people having the opportunity to say, well, what kind of a season am I in right now? Am I in a season that I really need to discover my identity? Am I, am I in a season of discovery where I need to know more about who God is or more about who I am? Am I in a season where I really need to just move forward to grow? Am I in a season where I need encounter? We want to have uh, available events and activities and, and uh, classes and different opportunities for people in each of these areas. So if they identify themselves in one of these places in, in a particular season of their life, they can have some opportunities, some, some ideas of things they can do to move forward, things they can do to grow, things they can do to, to, uh, to discover their identity, to encounter God, things they can do to get involved and to go and make a difference in the world. Awesome stuff there. All right. That leads to this idea of, of ways for people to take next steps. We want always to have all kinds of opportunities for people in every stage and season of life to know what's next. Like, where, what do I do now? I mean, I, I've arrived here, wherever here is. What's next? What do I do now? And so we have a lot of different things that we're developing. This list is actually uh, have been has been massively condensed, uh, so that we can just talk about it really quickly today. But we're developing a new believer class, a new member class, uh, volunteer trainings, leadership tracks, and practical life tracks. All of these things are things that we're developing in order to help people with that red dot experience. You know, all 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 kinds of different areas of leadership all kinds of different practical life areas um, it's going to be it's going to be really fun so we're, we're in the process of putting all those things together to have those available for people um, there are some that we're focusing on more quickly than others and uh, we'll talk more about that as we're moving forward all right 
ready for launch. Um, um, excuse me. I need a little bit of water. Last week, Nikki did an amazing job. And she ended her message with a video of the space shuttle being launched into wherever you would call that, <laughs> the atmosphere, into space. And um, there, that it's, that's such a prophetic picture for us that we've had, is that, that picture of launching. And there is, um, there's a lot going on. Um, last week we had the privilege of having Dr. Jim and Melinda Ulencott with us, Nikki's parents. And um, he emailed me after Sunday and gave me what he believed was a word from the Lord. Um, he would have shared it Sunday when he was here, but he didn't know the protocol. But actually, I think it was really God that he waited because um, what, he was, what he said in his word is that um, in the process of launch, there's all sorts of preparations. Like I mentioned before, God has been preparing this launch for a long time. All kinds. He foresaw this uh, back in the early days. I mean, he way before this. But I mean, if you can even picture this, him seeing the launch that we're doing right now, when those couples formed Livestream Ministries in the very first, he saw all of this happening. He's been preparing us all along the way. Are we ready for launch? Noah, go ahead and come up and get us ready because that's the, particularly what the word that Jim gave us was this, all systems are go and there's only one more thing to ask and that's to ask the people, are you ready for launch? And I, I, I can't answer that for you. I know that God's prepared us, that God has positioned Angie and I in a position where we're ready. Our team is ready. We're developing our systems and our processes and our uh, things are happening. And I'll talk to you a little bit about those details, but we're ready. Um, do you want to go back and let Nikki know? Somebody let, oh, did she go? Okay, good. We're, we're bringing in the kids uh, from the nursery and from Kids Church to come and join us, because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get ready to launch here this morning to show you what all of what God's doing. I have kind of withheld little pieces of information so that we can uh, like the name of our church. Some of you haven't seen that yet. Like, what will this new name be? We're gonna tell you. So, but not until everybody's ready. <laughs> Are you ready for launch? God's been doing some things to prepare us, to position us. Um, every system is go. God's asking you in your heart, are you ready? So uh, again, I can't answer that for you. Uh, each, of, each of you are gonna need to, uh, to decide in your own heart what, what you are ready for. Are you ready for this new season for our church? Um, I hope the answer is yes, we're ready. I know that that we're going to launch. God's going to do some great things. I was, this morning, uh, as we were preparing, we, um, I, I was just sensing in my own spirit what God is about to do, he, what, he's, what he's doing in us, 
what he's doing in our church. What he's, he's been doing it in us for, for some time. And he's going to be doing it in our city. I mean, just, I'm, just, I just, I'm so grateful for what God's about to do. He's amazing. So awesome. Are you guys ready to kind of step here? I need everybody to kind of get into their positions so that we can we can do this because this is kind of like this whole multimedia thing going on here. So, <laughs> are you ready? Here we go. Fun stuff. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Thrive. That is the name that God has put into our hearts for our church. Um, so uh, this, this sign, this banner here, by the way, this is going to be uh, out on the portico starting next Sunday. It'll be out there sometime this next week. We're going to install it. Um, welcome thrive so what does that look like what's it mean what are the, what's the process I'm sure some of you have questions I'm sure I don't have all the answers but we'll, we'll talk about what we do know um, it's a work in progress that's what I will tell you it's a work in progress all right we have a new website that's coming soon we're already in the process and uh, figuring what that is gonna look like uh, working on some of that we're gonna have a new Facebook page and a Facebook group uh, for us to communicate with each other and to uh, talk to each other. Um, we're going to be meeting at the same place, same time for now. As we're moving forward, we're, we're, you know, obviously we have the building for sale and we're looking for a new, loca new location. But uh, for now, we're going to be meeting at the same place at the same time. Giving. Continue to give to CityGate. Um, Thrive is not yet a corporation that can receive your funds. So continue to give through the means that, we've, that you've already done, um, and, and uh, we would definitely appreciate you doing that. Uh, we'll definitely be letting you know as changes take place, as things are beginning to shift, we'll be telling you about that. Um, you don't have to worry that you won't know when everything is actually changed over, because we'll be telling you as we move along. So watch the announcements for new info. Um, watch our... Our, our new Facebook page. As we get that up, we're going to be sending out invitations to, to our Facebook page and to the Facebook group. Um, so watch for that and then say yes. Like, get involved and, and push the button so you get into the loop of what's happening. All right. Your part. What can you do as we're transitioning? Support us in prayer. I would greatly appreciate this. This is this is huge. Support us in prayer. That means we need a lot of prayer. <laughs> All right. Encourage us often. More often than you think I mean when I say that. 
I mean, encourage us often. There's a lot of stuff going on and I'd really appreciate that encouragement. Continue to support us financially. It's gonna take money to do what God's got in his heart for us here um, with our church. Get involved, find a way to, to connect with what we're doing. If you wanna be a part of it, come and talk to one of us. We'll find a place that's gonna be perfect for you to, 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 to be involved. So, uh, and then invite your friends to join us. Come and thrive with us. That'd be cool.